Well, what is up, everybody? Taking you into this beautiful weekend. It's Friday, September something. I was going to do my pod yesterday, as per normal, on Thursday. But I thought maybe I'd wait until after the Patriots-Chiefs game to check in with you. Turns out, uh, maybe I should have just done it yesterday. (laughs) Actually, I know this is going to disappoint some of you, but like, it's September football. I mean, I watch it, but it's not the games that I take too seriously. That is a complete spoiled point of view. One that I understand, like, people hate, but September football, it's whatever. Not saying I don't want the Patriots to win in September, but, like, not exactly the most important weeks. And if you know anything about the hoodie, dude is just figuring it out. The last three times they won, they lost the season opener, they won the Super Bowl. So everybody relax a little. But I had a great time. I went, um, it was kind of fun. I went and watched uh, the game. Hey, everybody. I'm doing this from my new backyard. Pretty fucking excited. I'm sitting out by my pool. And by the way, I have a... Uh, uh, I've heard from people like sometimes I remember one time I took a picture in a um we I was in the waiting room at the Lexus dealership and took a picture of some dude in front of me who was wearing like a T-bowed shirt or something and it was just like I just posted this was years ago and I posted uh, I had no idea T-bow was buying a Lexus too and somebody posted whoa there are people hurting out here uh you asshole don't post about being in a Lexus and my reaction to that is, look, I know there are people hurting out there. I used to be one of those people. And I have zero problems with... Uh, I'm not, we're definitely not rich, guys. We're far from rich. B- but we're not poor either. And But I have zero problems with saying that I'm sitting out by my new pool. Because Beth and I worked really fucking hard for this. And came from zero. Came from $1,000 a month living with three kids. Maybe that's why this house is, by the way, right under a flight pattern. So before you guys start getting too jealous, um, Beth and I worked really hard, man. So I have zero problems with saying that we have a house with a pool and that we just bought a new crib. And yeah, man, like if you have a problem with it, that's your problem. Not mine. That's your problem. So, yeah, we, we, we worked really hard. But I do, um, sitting out for the first time by the pool here. Oh, and uh, last night watched the game. I was with uh, Adam Ray and Michelle Beadle and LZ from Sports Nation and uh, one of Beatles' friends, Allison, and um, one of, uh, oh, is that a Chibachu? Oh, and one of, um, um, what do you call it, an Adam Ray's podcast partner 
Brad Williams, who's also a comedian. And so we go to this bar and I'm on my way over. And then I hear, oh, and by the way, I get a text. This is a Chiefs bar. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, how 100% Chiefs could it be? It was 100%. Me and another dude who decided he wasn't going to wear any Patriots gear. And I walked in with my Patriots hat. And it was like the record player scratched. It was packed. All Chiefs gear. And I walk in the door and I just hear somebody, because it just went quiet. I just heard somebody go, this motherfucker. And I was like, oh, no. And there was this woman, woman sitting behind us. She was probably mid-50s, maybe 60. And guys, you know what? I'm not an asshole. Uh, I don't. If I was in a room full of Chiefs fans and I knew them in a playful way, of course, we'd do some banter. But I'm in a bar full of people I don't know. Like, I'm not that dude, especially a September game. A September game, right? I just can't get that into a September game because I know it doesn't mean dick. Plus, the football season, guys, you know, when people talk in 16 and 0 with the Patriots and all, whenever people talk about that shit with a team, it never comes to fruition. And especially in football, you never know what injuries are going to happen. I think losing Edelman, I think losing Edelman, outside of losing Brady, losing Edelman is bigger than losing Gronk because Edelman is the whether you, whatever you want to say about Brady, Edelman is the heartbeat of that offense. Dude plays angry. Nobody else on that offense plays like him, and that attitude permeates over to the defense. And then last night, they lost Dante Hightower, who was basically the Edelman of the defense. Those are two huge losses. That's why in football, you can never tell. You're one Tom Brady getting hurt away from the most handsome person in the NFL playing quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. But also, you know what I mean? Like, you never know. So I don't get too excited about September football. Let's just wait, everybody. Let's see how everybody's playing in November and December and January. And But have a good time. Chiefs fans... Have a good time. It's great. Week one win under your belt. But Alex Smith, it, boo, boo, by the way, they got some fucking pretty, pretty strong young guys. Hunt looked amazing. Hill fast as lightning. Holy shit. Anyway, so I walk into the bar. I sit down. Woman, mid-50s, maybe 60s, sitting behind me with her husband. And uh, I just start to clap. Not like loud, obnoxious clap, but not like a silent golf clap for one play. Because I thought it was funny that nobody else was clapping. And she goes to me, do you want to die tonight? And I was like, what? She goes, do you want to die tonight? And I'm sitting next to LZ and Beetle. And I was like, you guys heard that, right? Just making sure there's a witness. And I go, die tonight? I, I feel pretty good. She goes, you do? Would you feel good in a body bag? I go, I don't think I'm leaving here in body bag. We're, I'm in, you know, Studio City, California. So I feel pretty safe about my chances about walking out of here not in a body bag. But I also thought well what an aggressive opener do you want to die tonight like in a body bag yeah if that's what you're opening with i sure don't know what your following heckle will be you know what i mean do you do you want me to burn your asshole after you die no please don't burn my asshole like i don't know what you follow that up with anyways it was amazing watching it in a uh uh in a bar that was like so hostile uh, but it was fun, man. You know what brought us all together? Halftime. I brought a couple of joints out in the parking lot. And you know what brings people together? Weed. Smoked a little weed with everybody. We all pass it around. I saw somebody, some guy in the parking lot 
as I hand him the joint, he was like, do you remember me? I, by the way, that is always a tough question. And I was like, no, nah, I don't, I don't remember you. He was like, we smoked weed at Doug Benson's getting dug with high. I'm like, well, listen, if I was already there, I was the only time I ever in, in blackouts, the right word. The only time I ever get blackout high is when I'm doing those getting dug with highs. I just fucking, oh my God, it's next level, like nonstop. And those volcanoes are just brutal. Your next day, your brain kind of punches you in the face like, hey man, that's not a good idea if you want me to be around for more than 20 years. This is not a good idea. Anyways, so everybody relax, football season, but I'm so psyched that football's here. You know why? I This is, how, this is America for you. But I think football will start to distract from the news hysteria. Now, there will still be a portion of the population that doesn't care about football and is still going to just watch news 24-7 and all that shit. But there's, there's, there's some people who now will have something else to watch. There's some people who now won't be watching that news cycle 24-7. And they'll just be talking football, fantasy football, gambling. It, it, it's going to be easier, guys. Trust me, it's not going to be as intense. That's how important football is to us. That is how important football is to us. Now, at the same time, I do want to say, you know, we're right at the beginning of Irma here. So I just want everybody to kind of, I hope you're, if you're in Florida, you're out of Florida. Rush Limbaugh said this stupid. Did you hear him talking about how Irma was fake news and he wasn't evacuating and he was going to ride it out? And then this morning he was like, no, I got to leave. Yeah. Listen, if you are listening to Rush Limbaugh still, first of all, please say hello to the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus because that's what that dude is. That dude is pure fucking fiction. And I wish he had just had the courage of his convictions and rode out Irma. What a pussy. Calling everybody else a pussy in fake news. Stay in there, Rush. You roly-poly drug addict. I mean, that pious motherfucker. Oh. I don't like him. I don't like him at Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why. See, now that is a low-flying helicopter, which means... The the mural that I wanted to paint at the bottom of my pool of a dead person floating would have been hysterical, but Beth was not into that. I I, I don't I don't blame her. You know, listen, we're grown ups. I I get it, but not really. I still want to. You know, I think it would be great. Um, by the way, this pool is where I'm going to teach myself. For those of you who don't know how to dive, and I'm on a Facebook Live it, but first I'm going to YouTube a couple videos that kind of show me how to dive. And then I'm on a Facebook Live diving. I, I think swimming, I'm, I'm not a good swimmer. I, I'm, I can survive in the water. Like I can dead man float. And I can, good night. What is that, a supersonic? I think this is the first time I've sat outside of my house in the backyard during the day. I think that jet took off from my driveway. Holy shit. Um, I don't even know what I was talking about. That's how that happens. Well, I haven't done a fairly normal, I don't think, since my trip to Phoenix. Guys, Phoenix was amazing. Five crazy shows. Amazing shows. We did the waitstaff raffle. We, we made a bunch of dough for waitstaff. One woman uh, uh, came on stage, and both of her son, uh, bo- her arm had, her arm, her son had broken both of her arms. 
both of his arms. Man, I had a really fucking tough time with that one. Let me start over. This waitress came on stage, and uh, she had a huge pot of cash, and her son had broken both of his arms, and she needed money for medical bills, and look what we did. You guys with your generosity. We helped pay for it. That was pretty fucking amazing, everybody. So that was fun. The, the shows were amazing. I'm going to head back down for the podcast um, festival down there, which should be spectacular. Uh, and we're really going to... Uh, the, the, the crowds that have been showing up for my shows, guys, come on. You guys have been amazing. We really packed it in there in Phoenix. It was a fucking great week, and next week I'll be up in Portland, so I hope to see the rest of you fairly normal scratchers up there. Um, but man, while I have to tell you, my new neighborhood, zero, there's no furniture, no furniture, so we're not high walking. Well, we high walked, but like, it was clean. There was no dirt on the streets, everything was organized, no furniture, and some sort of neighborhood watch. Somebody followed me for a little bit just to make sure I wasn't some crazy dude I was walking around with a hoodie and, you know, earbuds and, and, uh, oh man, they followed me. Like, I got to get used to this fancy ass shit. This, this isn't a fancy neighborhood, but it's fancier than any place that I've ever lived. Neighbors came up and introduced themselves. They were like, hey, how are you? I'm Lauren. We live down the street. Hey, I'm Mark. I live down the street. And I was like, what is go? I was suspicious. I'm like, is this get, are we filming get out? And that's what I just feel like the get out white jewish version which could happen maybe i'll film that in my neighborhood it'll be called oi you should leave that was the best i could do in short no i'm so sorry terrible joke i will try if i could figure out how to edit i would come back in and edit that shit out but i don't know how to do that so yesterday i go to my bank right and i pull into my bank and there, I'm waiting in line, and only one teller's open. And this dude in front of me is standing up there, and when I get up there, he's already done with this transaction. And he's just talking to the teller. And she's being polite, talking. And she keeps doing, you know, there's a couple of tells that when somebody's done with a conversation, you know when they're done with the conversation. Because they do things like, well, okay, so... Okay, good job, or well, okay, so we'll see you next time. And dude keeps, he's laying down game, because I guess he worked on The Voice. So he's talking, you know, oh yeah, you know, pretty big stars, and trying to give inside scoop on on a couple of the uh, people that are on the show and stuff. And she keeps saying, okay, that's great, and I'm just sitting there, honestly. Now look, one teller, probably three people behind me, and so I'm not going to exaggerate the time he was up there, but he was up there three probably three to five minutes with no transaction transaction already done so i'm trying to think okay what's the what's the right amount of time you guys tell me what's the right amount of time you don't want to be rude and i think it's nice that people talk to each other and they're friendly but you also like okay man listen for sure she's not fucking you right now and if you really need a number ask but like the this game about like how cool you are and the celebrities that you know yeah, I, I don't want to listen to that. And I have a transaction. But step off to the side, man. Let us all walk through and you can come back and try to lay your game down. So he's talking, talking, talking. And um, I said something. I just said, hey, excuse me, man. I go, you mind if I just uh, get my thing done? I got to, I got to, I, I had somewhere else to go, man. Like, I, I don't want to stand in. 
But I was super polite. I go, excuse me, do you mind if I just make my deposit real quick? And he goes, I'm not done with my transaction yet. And I was like, uh, yeah, you are. You're and I go, and there's just some people waiting. I go, if you wouldn't mind, because it's the only teller open. And he goes, do you, have, do you know what a line means? I'm like, do I know what a line means? Oh, yeah, I know what a line means. He goes, right, you're in one right now. Wait your turn. And I was like, oh, my God. And the people behind me had mixed messages. Now, the person right behind me who had been waiting just as long as I had, I was like, am I out of line here? And she was like, no, I have places to go to. The, per- the person two behind me who had just gotten there was like, he's fine. He's just, I'm like, you don't understand. We're going to be here for like, and dude had both arms up on the counter, leaning over. Oh, he was going in hard. So I just said to him, I go, hey, man, no, you know, I, I understand what a line is, but there's three of us here, and there's, actually, there was four. There's four of us here, and we would love to get moving because we got other stuff to do. And he was like, no, so do I. I'll be done here in a couple minutes. And um, that is kind of when I may have said something too aggressive. I said, you're actually done now. And he was like, what? I go, you're actually done now. You're done with your transaction now. Now you're just chit-chatting. I said, which is fine if there's nobody behind you, but there are people waiting. And he was like, that's the problem with today. People just aren't friendly anymore. And he turns to the teller and he goes, I'm so sorry. He interrupted our conversation. And he, he grabbed his validation. And as he was walking by, he just looked at me. He goes, you need to learn to fucking lighten up, man. And I was like, I'm, I'm pretty light, dude. Pretty light. I just... I just have other shit. It's just like, it's my pet peeve, guys. My pet peeve. It's my biggest pet peeve about everything out here. It's when you are so wrapped up in yourself, you don't know that there are other people around. It's like the person who does 50 miles an hour in the left-hand lane. I have no fucking problem with you doing 50 miles an hour. You're in no rush. Good for you. Good for you. I wish I had that gene that didn't make me want to go, get out of my way. But I don't. But there are other lanes for you. That's like, like I don't get, when I'm in the far right and someone's doing 50, I, I don't get mad. That's the lane they're supposed to do that. Now I pass them because I can't do 50 because I'll pull all the hair out of my body one by one in frustration. But I'm not mad at them. That's their lane. Far lane. That's what they, when you're not looking and you go behind, you drive around them and you look over and they're not even paying attention. They're just doing their 50 with their 10 and 2. Fuck, that's where I'm saying, guys, you should be able to tap one person a year. One person a year you should be able to tap. Tap, not run into, not run off the road. Tap. You get one tap, and then that's it. You got to call the DMV and say, I have my tap, or it registers automatically. Got my tap. But that'll get those fuckers out of the way. Listen, and here's my thing. like, I don't begrudge you for not being in a rush. You want? You don't want to be in a rush? That's cool. Don't be in a rush. But that, those of us who are in a rush, I would say that the people doing 50 cause more accidents than those of us doing 75 or 80. I'm not talking about doing 120. But the, the reason those of us, uh, when we're doing 75, 80, the reason we get a zigzag out of lanes is because you're not in your fucking lane. And by the way, for those of you who live in L.A. or ever been in L.A., I've decided L.A. traffic is a fallacy. It's not real traffic. I mean, it's bad. But the truth of the matter is, it's just a group of people who aren't in a rush. Seriously, sometimes you think there's traffic, 
and you kind of zigzag and you get out of the way and it was really just six or seven assholes at the front of the pack all deciding to do like 50 miles an hour so it slows and you get past them it is wide open helicopter and a plane all right well it's gonna be safe but the, all this over like all, everybody flying over the pool makes me want to paint that dead body in the bottom of my pool even more um it's so crazy anyways so i get up to the teller and uh, i was like i'm really sorry about that and she goes it's all right he he does that to me every he waits special like if there's another teller open he'll wait for me and he just sits and talks to me for i'm like he likes you and she goes i know and i said has he ever asked you out before and she said it kind of he's asked me to the voice and um you know asked me if i wanted to go see the show and all this stuff and i said have you gone excuse me and she said no and i said why not and she said well i thought about going because i'm a fan of the show but she said oh my god she said one time he was wearing like this you know over the shoulder satchel thing and um and I said, yeah. And she said, and there was like a couple of like doll heads sticking out of it. And I go, doll heads? She was like, you know, like action figures. And I go, oh, like action figures. And she goes, yeah. Um, and I said to him, I go, what kind of action figures you got? And, you know, it was a couple superheroes. And she said it was like one, like a, a um, what do you call it? Like a James Bondy. And um, she said, what do you do with those? And he said, well, you know, I kind of have a room set up for figurines and I don't really like play war because I know not, it's not like real war, but I do like they do strategize and stuff. It's a fun game. She was, like, do you ever want to come over and see it? And that's when she was like, mm, that this is I'm probably going to die. Like you could see it in her face. Like, yeah, as soon as he started talking about that, he plays war with his action figures as a grown man and they have a, you know, like a, a dedicated room to it. She was like, I, I think that's probably where she tapped out. Yeah, you know, that's another thing. Like, don't share too much, everybody. There's a reason that, like, on Tinder and Bumble and Grinder and all the match, you, 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 people aren't saying exactly who they are. Oh, my God. If you said exactly who you are, like, if I, nobody would go out with you. Anybody. Everybody's got weird shit. So you just post the things that you, about yourself that are kind of true, and then you make them better. That's what I would do. I'm so glad I was never on a dating site. I'm so glad I missed all that shit. Oh, my God. It seems so difficult. On the other hand, it seems so easy to get laid. Like, you really, at this point, can punch into the Internet. Hey, I'm into four foot eight Italian one-armed trumpet players. And, like, eight of them are going to show up at your door. Like, hey, let's fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that seems, that's why it seems there's just sites like sites for casual fucking, which is that, that was never when I was, I'm selling an old man, but like site, the, the closest thing to a site for casual fucking when I was out in the game was 2.30 AM out in front of a bar near the hot dog stand. Like you're like, I am looking for the retarded three-legged antelope. That's the one that I would like to take home with me. You don't want somebody who's got all four legs and their mental faculties. No, 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 that's two, at 2.30 in the morning, that's not how that goes. 2.30 in the morning, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're looking at it as a, a, in a, and don't get too political with this, everybody, 
but if, as a man, if you're looking at it as a it is a predator prey situation, not that you're hunting or killing or attacking, but you are kind of stalking. You don't want somebody where you're like, no, oh, she's so smart because she's going to see through all your shit. You want somebody where you're like, mm, I think I could maybe get it if I just offer a hot dog with some extra relish and mustard. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of at 2.30. That's, that was my version of Tinder. Oh, but then again, there were some times I chose a bacon-wrapped hot dog over sex. Oh, bacon-wrapped hot dog with cream cheese? You get out of here with that right now. I know some of you are saying that sounds gross. It is so good. A hot dog with cream cheese is one of those things where you you think about it and you're like, that's gross. But then you try it and you're like, I'm never eating a hot dog in any other way except with cream cheese on it because that's the best thing that I've ever put in my mouth hole. So damn good. You know, there are a couple of things. I've told you guys this before that you discover when I was poor where you just start putting combinations together because you're like, well, I have this. Rice, white rice, tuna, cooked in sesame oil with some crystal hot sauce is ridiculously. It's like, I'm telling you, oh yeah, garbage truck, good. It's like the best thing you'll ever have in your life. Trust me when I tell you this. Now listen, there's another thing that I'm going to tell you that we used to eat when I was super poor over at, we were living in one bedroom with the three kids. I've told you this before, the black beans, tuna fish, and cheddar cheese with hot sauce. That not as good. You really just got to throw a ton of cheddar cheese on there and just hope that nobody throws up. But those two dishes I found out of necessity. Oh, and syrup sandwiches. You telling me nobody's ever had a syrup sandwich with some butter? You, you melt some butter on that bread and you put some warm syrup on there? Oh, white bread? Oh, it is so good. I mean, it's not something that I suggest you eating, but... If you haven't given that shit a try, I would. I, I would. Just one night. You don't have to be high, but it helps. You can even, like, if you want to, you can do honey instead of syrup if you want, but I wouldn't. I would do straight syrup with white bread and melted butter and eat the shit out of that. That is damn good. Um, coming up here, guys, I got some of my favorite cities. Oh, and I do want to say also, and I know, again, not getting paid for this. Not getting paid for this. Not getting paid for this. Mac Weldon underwear have changed my life. M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Mac Weldon underwear. Changing my life. This podcast not sponsored by Mac Weldon. One of my other is the, the Prince and the Wolf one. So I'm going to give you guys the same discount. If you type in the wolf, T-H-E-W-O-L-F, all caps, no space, you get 20% off. I'm just telling you. They make your junk look prominent they are so soft they are the most comfortable things i've ever put on my body shoes pants shirt socks hat whatever these underwear they're not cheap you're not getting eight you're not getting eight for ten dollars that's not what it is but trust me when i say buy yourself a pair of underwear and a pair of socks i even got an undershirt and for men and women i tried beth's on just to make sure the product was good equally comfortable prominent she tells me that my junk has never looked better are you kidding me? I'm thinking about just wearing Mack Weldon. I hope they make some pants not sometime soon. Mack Weldon. M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Promo code THEWOLF. All caps. No space. 20% off. Do it. Um, some updates on... Uh, I had a project fall through. 
um, that I thought for sure was going to go. It was, it's so crazy, this town. You know, but that's why I don't never let the highs get too high or the lows get too low. Um, we moved out of our house finally, and it was more emotional. I, I did a walk through that empty house. It was way more emotional than I, I thought it was going to be. Um, walking into Jacob's room, which also was Caitlin's room at one point in time, and, and seeing their childhood up on the walls. You know, Caitlin had part of the wall that just had her friend's footprints, and they were signed. And then Jacob took the closet doors, you know, the sliding closet doors, and had everybody who came into the house over the 10 years that he was there that, that meant something to him, he had them sign the wall. And there were some great signatures up there, and, and it just chronicled his life there and, and, and Kate's life there. And it was more emotional. I don't think I've ever been emotionally attached to a house before. Not even my childhood house when we moved out of that. That was not a huge deal for me. This one was big just because, you know, when I think of Beth and I and and our journey and our struggle and our successes and our failures and our kids' lives, Rocky lived his entire life there, my little buddy. It, 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 it was all of that all at once. And, and I don't, I don't, I was never expecting myself to be emotional over a house, but it was pretty special. And um, it was pretty special. I, I, there were, I had really mixed emotions about leaving there, honestly. I, and I don't, I don't mind change. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I'm somewhere in the middle. And I love this house already. You know, this house signifies to me how hard Beth and I have worked. And um, look, it's clearly not done. We we may be in over our head a little bit, but we always have gone in over our head. She and I have always, I've told you guys this, we've always just pushed all the chips in and just been like, we'll figure it out. Well, we for sure pushed all the chips in. This is, by the way, guys, this is not like, our accountant was like, this is too expensive for you. You guys, your monthly nut is too much. And we were like, yep, I know. Because we we are of the mindset that we'll figure it out. We want, this is what we wanted. And so we'll figure out how to work hard accordingly. Or we will end up at your house. And... I am a pretty good cook. Beth is really smart, and she can help you design your house and, and make it look beautiful, and we just need one room, uh, preferably with its own bathroom. I don't need it, uh, but that would be nice. And, you know, just a, like a little part of the refrigerator so we can just have our shit in there. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I, I don't suggest – it's not for everybody going all in it really isn't but we went all in on everything man like i told you guys this before when we last night i wore oh look at that beautiful hawk last night i wore um the belt buckle the, the very last belt buckle i had you guys if you read my book you know the i think it's in the book the belt buckle story about how we paid for our wedding but i wore one of those last night and i thought man how far have we come from selling these belt buckles uh, you know, getting them made in Mexico, driving them illegally across the border, getting threatened by the police down there that we're going to be thrown in jail and have our cars impounded, being chased by a dude who wanted to kill me because I had a, a bunch of American cash in my pocket. And he knew that I came down on Thursdays to buy belts and buckles and he was following me around this market only to be saved by the dude who made my belts. He pulled me into his store. 
And was like, hey, man, that dude's following you. He's going to kill you, basically, is what he said. He said, you need to sneak out the back. I'm going to pretend like you and I are doing work. I'll just keep coming out and fake talking to you like you're in the back. But you need to sneak out the back. Dude, it was like real deal, like movie, like Marcos shit. Narcos? Not Marcos. Marcos is the guy. Anyways, um, I was going to make a bad joke and just decided right against it. Uh, but yeah, man, so we've gone all in, all the way in. We did, we, you know, we like I said, we planned a wedding without money. And then just was like, okay. When we planned our wedding, guys, and I've told you this, we, we paid our rent and paid all our bills. And it was the beginning of December and we were getting married in April. That's five months away. And we had not enough money for J- January rent. We didn't. We had enough money to eat. Basically, we had our bills paid to eat in December, and we had to figure out how to not only pay January, February, March, April bills and everything, but we also had to figure out how to pay for the wedding. And Beth knew what she wanted for the wedding, and I think you guys know weddings aren't cheap, and she wasn't gonna do it cheap because this is the one she had dreamed of and planned her entire life and um we just we're of the mindset that we'll figure this out and that's what we're going to try to do with this house too again or uh come and get me i'll hoarder this you know i'll i'll just say come get me you want me out what's it called a planter not a planter not a hoarder a poacher mm, i don't know but somebody a uh, somebody who sits in a house that's not theirs I feel like we're playing Jeopardy. Somebody who sits in the house that's not theirs. A planter? A poacher? A candlestick maker? God damn it! A somebody. Please tell me because it's going to drop. I'm going to Google it after this, but by the time I Google it, I'm sure somebody will have sent it to me and told me, hey, dumbass, it's called a podiatrist. I don't remember what it's called. I don't know why I want to say it starts with P poacher i've said that nine times it doesn't sound right because poacher is not it and planter it's somewhere in between poacher and planter <laughs> oh placido domingo mm, what is it people versus larry flint uh okay um anyways so i just wanted to give you guys a quick you know I'm trying to keep these 30 minutes i had i was going to do a podcast last night with adam ray after the game but um we ended up, honestly, I didn't even watch the whole game. I left the bar when I think it was 28, 27 Falcons. And then I came home. I wanted to spend some time with Beth. And we don't have cable yet at the, here at the house. So I just kind of kept track on. Um, Jacob actually texted me uh, all the updates. You keep track. Jakey's apartment looks great. He finally got the couch he wanted. We got it out of storage. He's got it all set up. Dude is happy as shit in his apartment. I'm so happy for him. And, um, yeah, man, running you guys into the weekend. I hope you have a great, 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 great weekend. Be good to each other. What's the point of being assholes? What is the point of being an asshole? Nobody likes an asshole. Be good to each other. Guys, part of the reason I do a weight stop raffle is because, fuck, I want to remind you guys that it's okay to be kind to strangers. It's okay, weight staff raffle. It's okay to be kind to people you don't know. That's how we're going to get through all this shit. Plus, it's football season. Let's argue about some shit that really matters. Taking you into the weekend. I hope you have a good time. Comedianjoshwolf.com for tour dates. Portland coming up next week, the 15th through the 17th of September. Chicago at the end of this month. 
two shows at Zany's downtown, two nights at Zany's downtown, and then one at Rosemont. Out, 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 out. Uh, at that wherever that Rosemont Zany's is in Rosemont. I said Rosemont like seven times in a matter of eight seconds, which is probably a record. And uh, that's it, man. Love you guys. Thank you for letting me uh, pop pop in and talk to you for a couple minutes today. Um, I knew I, I know I said I was going to have an interview this week, but last night I, I ended up getting too high for the interview. I know you're a little shocked. And I drove home, and here we are. Love you guys. Later. <laughs>